We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, D-backs fans, and we have ourselves a third baseman. Let's go. Welcome in to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monte, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This maniac next to me is your vice mayor, your thunderstick, uh, and last minute Christmas shopper, uh, the one and only Jesse Friedman. You're just going to be accusing me yeah. of that every single you show between now and yourself. Christmas. You are, you are sitting in the stand accusing yourself, snitching on yourself when it That's comes fair. to your last minute shopping. At least shopping. I own it, right? At least you own it. But the Diamondbacks <laughs> did not wait to do last minute shopping when it came this holiday season. The Diamondbacks went out there and they crossed off one of their biggest needs uh, on their offseason list, which is acquiring a third baseman, which they have done today via a trade with the Seattle Mariners. The Diamondbacks have traded for Eugenio Suarez. Ah, Eugenio Suarez. I don't know. A We're Eugenio still, Suarez. A Eugenio Suarez. <laughs> We're still trying to get Depends it right. Depends on who you ask. According to uh, Paul Seawald, we could just call him Gino, and I'm cool okay. with that. So Gino <laughs> is here, and we are excited for it because the Diamondbacks added a power-hitting third baseman that has excellent range defensively, and it did not cost them very much. And when we say we did not cost them very much, uh, I mean, didn't cost them very much. Yeah, it really didn't. Yeah, if we look at the trade breakdown here, uh, the Diamondbacks trade two players to the Seattle Mariners in this move, uh, reliever Carlos Vargas, as well as catcher Sebi Zavala. The D-backs gave up very little in terms of players. Carlos Vargas throws 100 miles an hour. There's certainly some potential there. The fact that he's going to the Mariners, it seems almost inevitable. He's going to be an eighth inning, uh, an eighth inning guy by yeah. by you know the middle of next year. Uh, but he just he wasn't a valuable pitcher, you know, while he was here in Arizona. The, the command issues were just so significant that he wasn't really able to to actually stay on the major league roster. He made the opening day roster, but then you know he was down to Reno within couple of weeks and and you know he didn't have a particularly compelling year in triple a either sebi zavala a guy the diamondbacks claimed off of waivers in september he wasn't claimed soon enough to even be eligible for the postseason roster he played seven games as a member of the diamondbacks and was actually electric in those seven games <laughs> sebi really zavala was. hit like 400 in yeah. his diamondbacks career he was incredible and and you almost feel bad for sebi zavala because like he played seven games for the d-backs and he kind of killed it and then the D-backs went to the postseason and he couldn't be a part of it. And the D-backs went all the way to the World Series and he couldn't be a part of it. And now the D-backs flip him in a trade. Uh, it, that guy's been through a lot yeah. here over the last couple yes. months. But yes. yeah, Eugenio Suarez, a guy that we saw coming from a mile away, frankly. We've talked about him on the show a number of times. Couple I think times. you guys talked about him last week. And trade trade um, deadline target, also a target here when we were talking about the fact that the third yeah. base the third base market was very limited as far as free agents go yes. out there. You could potentially overpay for a Matt Chapman, but the Diamondbacks might have their third baseman 
of the future here in the organization. When you look at Suarez's contract, he has a one-year deal with a club option uh, for 2024 or 2025, which is quite high. Uh, it's $15 million for that one season. But the Diamondbacks get a guy who is durable. We had so many problems at third base this year as far as I guess consistency over there. Who could play there? Yeah. Uh, who who they were going to fit in? Try to fit in as the everyday third baseman, and and that never really happened, right? Between injuries and just kind of having a revolving door, the Diamondbacks didn't have a consistent option over there at third base. Suarez played all 162 games last season. He's one of four players in all of baseball to do so. It's incredible. He slashed 232, 323, 391 with a 714 OPS. Let's take a look at here at his stats uh, from 2023. Uh, again, there's there's some bad here, but there's also a lot of good. And when I say bad, uh, we'll get to his strikeouts. But uh, <laughs> 22 home runs, 96 RBI. And again, just a guy that was absolutely uh, there for the Seattle Mariners every single day with 694 plate appearances. Eugenio Suarez didn't have a great season altogether, right? I mean, the 391 slugging percentage, you're talking about a third baseman who's slugging 391, that might set off some alarm bells, and and that's understandable. Sure. But there are a a few things to to consider along those lines. Number one, Eugenio Suarez played in one of the more pitcher-friendly ballparks in all of baseball out in Seattle, the, the marine layer uh, does not really allow the, uh, the the ball to carry That's particularly well up in That's the northwest. That's certainly a factor there. We're going to get rid of that uh that that hum- humidor. Yeah, it's gone. yeah. He's going to come to gone. Arizona. Going to get rid of the humidor. He's going to hit forty bombs again, uh, just like he did uh, back a few years ago. But yeah, he was essentially a league average hitter. He had a one hundred one OPS plus, a one hundred two WRC plus. So just a tick uh, a tick above league average. But if you compare that with what the Diamondbacks got at third base this season. A tick above league average is actually an enormous improvement really from what the Diamondbacks got this year. Third baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2023 hit 234, 303, 340. That's a 75 WRC plus. So significantly lower than Suarez's in 2023. 10 homers, 64 RBI for D-backs third baseman this year. 0.5 fan graphs wins above replacement compared to 3.2 for Eugenio Suarez. Right. The other thing I'll say, which just, just came to mind, I think this is kind of a crazy way to frame this. In 2023, Suarez was worth 3.2 Fangraphs wins above replacement. Matt Chapman was worth, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's about 4.5. Yeah. Matt yeah. Chapman's probably going to cost someone, you know, five years and a hundred and something million dollars or, or potentially even north of that. Getting Suarez for... $11 million in cost 2024. You, it cost you Carlos Vargas and Sebi Zavala. Yeah, I mean, $11 million. You're not even committed to 2025 if yeah. things don't work out, as you right. said earlier, with the club option. It just makes sense on every sing- every level imaginable for the Diamondbacks, even though, granted, Suarez is 32, and he's not quite the player that he once was. He, he really, It really is one of those things, though, that it feels like it's a good fit because the Diamondbacks, as we have talked about, kind of needed more of a stopgap at third base more than a permanent solution. There are options potentially within the organization, and at least for this season, uh, Suarez gives them the ability to explore those options and see what their future plan might be, but also have that club option should he come here and tear the cover off the ball. His his, uh, outs above average was excellent. He had 11 outs above average. His range is incredible. Connor Mormon said, but he's got those red dots on the baseball savant page defensively that's where you see a lot of those red dots he also has it in power the downside there he has minus two defensive run saves so he's one of those guys that we've talked about yeah the defensive metrics kind of disagree but i i still think there's good reason to believe that he took big strides forward uh defensively in 2023 we just spoke with mike hazen about this deal a few minutes ago and hazen talked a lot about how adamant he was to improve defensively during the 2023 season and how he expects that to continue once Suarez comes to Arizona. Of course, the Diamondbacks have a very good reputation defensively and have shown the ability to take guys who are maybe not great defenders uh, and turn them into pretty good defenders when they arrive in Arizona. So that was certainly a, a part of this deal as well. Ryan Page says in the comments something I've seen for a couple of times from people. He said, what's what's this mean for Lawler? Should we be nervous? I don't think that at all. Yeah. I think what this allows is for Lawler to develop, and it gives him more time without having that pressure put on him of coming off of a World Series season, a season where they went made it as far as they did. 
and now trying to compete and get back there next season. A lot of that pressure would be on Lawler if they didn't have some sort of potential solution over there. Maybe Perdomo yeah. and him swap, swap time. Maybe you see them both playing both positions. Uh, but uh, again, for the most part, for Jordan Lawler, I think this gives him time uh, to continue to just develop at a major league level. I don't think they're going to send him back down. I think he'll get a lot of opportunities. Uh, maybe he's not going to start every day, but maybe that's best for him. Maybe, you know, maybe not every rookie is Corbin Carroll, uh, <laughs> you know, able to be thrust into <laughs> the that vast spotlight. majority of rookies uh, are not Corbin Carroll. <laughs> as we saw this season, right? But, uh, you know, to be thrust into that spotlight and then succeed uh, at, at the level that Corbin did consistently like he did throughout the season. So uh, I think it's a good thing for Lawler, and I don't think that it makes him expendable. I think the Diamondbacks will st still see Lawler as a very, you know, very important part of this team going forward. But yeah, um, you, Eugenio Suarez, uh, Eugenio Suarez, uh, a Eugenio Suarez, I'm, I'm not, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm Hispanic and I've never heard anybody called a Eugenio Suarez, but that's just, that's me. a baseball reference. I know, I know. And baseball reference look, would never lie about player pronunciation. Megaran has a name that we should use or a song that we should use quite often on this show where we say, uh, if my name's a little hard to pronounce, that's okay, right? So uh, sometimes that happens with us. But the downside here with Suarez is that he did lead the American League in strikeouts and was just one single strikeout behind the unceremonious title of leading all of Major League Baseball <laughs> in strikeouts. So the man is a free swinger. Uh, but of course, that's a big reason why uh, he, you know, has those numbers, has that power. Uh, and he's also a solid clubhouse guy, which the yeah. Diamondbacks are potentially losing two of their clubhouse leaders in, you know, in, in uh, Tommy Pham and also in Evan Longoria. So I think having some guy that 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 is well liked, well known to have a good presence. We saw the tweet from. Uh, Big Dad Energy, Paul Seawald, who already approved the trade very much so, was very <laughs> excited to have Suarez here in Arizona. So uh, it, it really does feel like this is an all-around win for the D-backs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it, there is this uncanny connection between uh, Mike Hazen and, and Jerry Depoto that, that's getting like kind of comical at this point, honestly. <laughs> we were just talking the other day about how a year ago, basically right now, the Diamondbacks dealt Cooper Hummel to the Mariners and got Kyle Lewis in return. The biggest move the D-backs made at the trade deadline was bringing Paul Seawall to Arizona. I'm not going to listen to Aaron Hughes and now, confirm how to pronounce it, by the way. Aaron, sorry, buddy. We're not, I'm not listening to your pronunciation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I, I we'll we'll, we'll go through. Aaron's a Mariners reference. guy too, though. So huh? he watches a lot of Mariners games. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there is this uncanny connection between the Diamondbacks and, and the Mariners, which I feel like we could almost do like an entire show looking back at, at all of the Mike Hayes and Jerry Depoto trades over the yeah. years because there have been just seriously just so best many friends for life. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to your point about about uh, the clubhouse and, and Suarez and, you know, what he brings in that regard, that was clearly a big part of this move for the D-backs. Mike Hazen said basically what you said about how the D-backs are losing some key clubhouse guys uh, this offseason in, as you said, Evan Longoria and Tommy Pham. And Mike talked about how that's a really big thing to make sure that the D-backs have that veteran leadership to lean on. Uh, I've heard from some Mariners fans already that Suarez is just really fun and well-liked and there's just a lot of personality. And I think he's a guy... Uh, maybe in the same vein as an Eduardo Escobar, uh, you know, the, the Diamondbacks previous third baseman who is like really solid uh, at, at the position, the, sort of the last guy they had who is who is able to do that for them. Uh, it seems like Suarez is very much going to be the kind of guy that, you know, is easy to root for and that, you know, fans gravitate to pretty quickly. Um, well, I, again, don't believe any of you in the chat at all uh, everybody pointing to the way that mariners announcers uh call them <laughs> but hey whatever uh anyway i i think that the one thing about this trade that is most important is when it comes to the diamondbacks adding players through free agency they didn't have to get a third baseman through free agency yeah and that just allows them to now have that money uh to focus more you know obviously they still have holes right they still have an outfielder that they need to acquire at least this brings a right-handed bat here uh but it also means that the diamondbacks still have uh, a dh to potentially go after yeah as well as starting pitching and starting pitching is going to be the key here i think that's going to be the big thing that the diamondbacks are going to need to focus on i cannot wait uh to to see what the diamondbacks do when it comes to that and hopefully they will follow through on 
kind of a promise that they were going to, you know, spend some money on this team. And if there's any one area that I feel like they should spend money uh, based on the available players in that market, it's starting pitching. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another thing that, that Hazen talked about uh, when when discussing this move is that it sets up the Diamondbacks pretty well for the rest of the offseason. This is really early for the D-backs to go out and make a move like this, right? I mean, I don't think any of us had the D-backs finding their third baseman on November 22nd. We have a lot of free agents still to cover, you guys. And this kind yeah. of, uh, well, luckily, it was a, this was a category we didn't have a lot of. Yeah, we already talked about all of the free agents we, we, available at third base. I mean, we even talked were, about there Suarez. There were like two or three of them. Yeah, yeah. like um, Suarez is absolutely one of those guys that we covered because we thought he would be a perfect fit. And based on his contract, based on what the Diamondbacks need, and based on the fact that they're not necessarily in, they're not in a in a rush right now to get a long-term third baseman. They really just needed right. to, to fix their situation. And they could absolutely build on, you know, this season of success by upgrading certain positions. Third base was one of their weaknesses last year. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, th- this is early for the D-backs to be going out and, and doing something like this. But when asked about that, Mike Hazen said, you can't do five things until you do one thing. I believe that's that's an exact quote. Uh, he talked about how the D-backs have a lot of things to do this offseason. And sometimes when you have something available in front of you, you just have to go for it. And he also talked about Jerry DePoto and how he's had conversations with Jerry DePoto in the past where if you don't act pretty quickly, Jerry DePoto might go a different direction. And he's talked about how this move might not have been on the table for a very long time had the Diamondbacks not pulled the trigger immediately. And, uh, you know, I think that's why we're here today talking about the Diamondbacks making another another November trade uh, and this one being pretty significant. I mean, this was, a you know, one of the biggest boxes for them to check this offseason. And, you know, they check it uh, here on November 22nd. Uh, Gabriel Ferrer is getting filthy. He's saying Otani can fill all of our remaining holes. Get your mind <laughs> out of the gutter, Gabriel. Um, going back a bit, we have a new Diamondbacks fan in Brit. I wanted to welcome Brit, who is a Seattle Mariners fan. Uh, she says she's going to be going out and getting uh, a Seawall deed backs jersey soon. That's a great plan. That is a great plan. Uh, may I recommend the black alternate with the teal pipe? There you because go. That's an absolutely it's gorgeous. The, it's a top, top five Diamondbacks uniform it of absolutely, all time. It absolutely. Speaking of that, uh, Jesse, I'm, I'm, I'm updating my list. So there's going to be a new rankings list uh, with all four of these jerseys somewhere in the top 25 because they're all better than some of those old jerseys. We're going to knock some of the end off there. But uh, appreciate you guys, of course, being here. And to Brit, if you want to catch some Diamondbacks games, come on out. You can use the Game Time app. It's a great way to get your tickets, especially if you don't know you're coming and you just grab them last minute because Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code of PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, of course, we want to thank you guys all, all of you Mariners fans, all of you Diamondbacks fans, everybody for being here. Of course, uh, if you uh, haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a like. Drop us a like. We know that uh, Gabby Moreno always uh, stops by to tell you guys to drop a like. But, of course, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, you don't get to see him. Uh, so I'll just describe him. He's very handsome. Uh, <laughs> he, he's got both thumbs up in the air. He's telling you to drop a like, and he's telling but you that this is on- audio they can't even drop a like oh well they can drop us a review jesse a five-star review that's true that might be better than a like that might um be my my christmas your christmas present to me is a five-star review of course make sure you subscribe on the audio podcasting side as well Uh, speaking of presents speaking of giving gifts the arizona lottery scratcher tickets are the best gift you can give uh for all of you procrastinators out there for all of you last minute gift givers what better way to make your loved ones happy than stopping somewhere and getting some scratchers from arizona lottery uh for everyone on your list scratchers start at just one dollar and you can win up to half a million dollars can you imagine giving one of your family members a half a million dollars I, actually, that would be kind of sad to like 
give them that ticket and then watch them scratch it and win a half a million dollars no, and know be, be at awful. one point that that ticket was in my possession. Um, so maybe just grab scratch your tickets for yourself. Maybe just do that. Maybe be a little selfish and get some for yourself. Well, regardless, I mean, I would need something. You, you need something. I, I'm <laughs> definitely if you're winning a half a million dollars on a scratcher ticket I gave you, I'm definitely getting a cut. Of oh, 100%. But, but uh, of course, again, Arizona Lottery scratcher tickets, they just make it easier for you. So check those out. Go out and buy your holiday scratcher tickets today. Uh, I keep saying scritcher because that's what I say about my pets when I scritch them, but that's a whole other uh, word. That's not even a real word, but go get <laughs> your holiday scratchers today. Um, yeah, like I said, of course, uh, Suarez just brings so much uh, to this team and and does, again, satisfy a huge need. There are some things that the Diamondbacks might not address, might not get around to picking up a player necessarily for like a DH, but I don't think they could have done that given their third base situation for next season. Uh, and same thing, you know, probably with an outfielder as well as a starting pitcher. The Diamondbacks can't yeah. go back and do this again with just, and no offense to the other guys, no offense to Tommy Henry, no offense to Ryan Nelson, but they can't really do this again next season where they might end up having to resort to, you know, bullpen games all season long. Yeah, this really does set the Diamondbacks up well in in the starting pitching market because you're not spending a ton of money here. You you are spending money. I mean, I think I think you could argue that that the biggest thing the D backs are giving up in this deal is just the money that you have to pay Suarez next season, right? Uh, he's going to make eleven million dollars in twenty twenty four, according to Nick Picoro of the Arizona Republic. The D backs are paying all of that. The Mariners are not picking up any. Uh, same same story with the team option for twenty twenty five. That would be the sole D backs responsibility. The D backs sole responsibility if they were to pick that up. One one thing we touched on earlier that I want to jump back to. Uh, strikeouts. Suarez strikes out a lot. Yeah. Uh, as you said, he struck out more than anyone else in the American League in 2023, and uh, he was very, he was very shore. close to striking out more than <laughs> anyone else in all of baseball. That 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 kind of makes sense in some ways. Why these two teams uh, made this trade in light of that? The Seattle Mariners in 2023. <sighs> ranked second in all of baseball yeah. in strikeout rate, 25.9%. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Suarez. They had Teoscar Hernandez as well. They had a number of other uh, strikeout-prone hitters. It was abundantly clear going into this offseason for the Mariners that they needed to cut down on strikeouts. On the flip side, I don't think any team is looking to add strikeouts in the offseason. I want to make that clear. But the Diamondbacks are one of the few teams in the big leagues that could... They could add some strikeouts to their lineup and still be perfectly okay. Last season, the D-backs strikeout rate was 20.4%, which was the 27th highest in baseball. So the fourth lowest would be a, an, another way to frame that. The D-backs made a ton of contact in 2023. And Mike Hazen talked about this uh, in the presser a little bit as well. And he said the D-backs, he still expects the D-backs to have a pretty contact, uh, you know, a contact first approach, a pretty contact heavy lineup in in 2024 and beyond so the d-backs 27th the mariners second in strikeout rate it makes a lot of sense why a guy like suarez is going from the mariners a team that really needed to get rid of those strikeouts to a team like the diamondbacks that does have some capacity to absorb a little bit of that given all of their other hitters and, and how much contact all of those guys make well, the Diamondbacks, like we said, still have uh, a lot of progress to make as far as fulfilling that uh, holiday wish list for their free agency and some of these uh, positional needs that they have. But, of course, starting pitching, like we said, a big focus for this team. And uh, Sonny Gray might be the option that the Diamondbacks pursue. At least it's an option uh, we would like to see the Diamondbacks pursue because he was incredible in 2023. Let's take a look at Gray's stats here and you can see for yourself uh one of the best one of the best in baseball yeah he really was i mean 184 innings at 279 era a 115 whip 283 fip that backs up the era pretty dang well uh strikeout and walk numbers are, are pretty solid yeah i mean sunny gray's 34 years old but he didn't he didn't pitch like it in in 2023 and the fact that he is a little bit older does reduce the the price tag. You're not right. you're not giving, despite these numbers and how good they are, you're not giving Sonny Gray seven years and 150 million dollars. It's not going to cost that. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors has four years, 90 million, which generally MLB Trade Rumors I think is kind of on the higher end of things. I, I would be surprised if he got anything more than that. 
think I've seen some people suggest something more like three, uh, three and three and sixty five, something like that. Yeah, that seems reasonable. He's one of the top, like a guy who maybe he's not in the Yamamoto uh, Snell tier, uh, but like he kind of could be. I think there's could a be. case to be made that he is basically in the top tier of starters available this offseason. And he also is not going to cost nearly as much as some of those other guys. Granted, he's older and there's more risk there. But it it makes some sense for the Diamondbacks, given that the commitment is not going to be as long and, and it's probably not going to cost as much either. He also only allowed eight home runs in 2023, uh, which is the fewest in his career with over 100 innings pitched. And he pitched over 100 innings by a significant margin. Yeah. Closer to 200. I don't know if he can do that again. I mean, eight home runs in 184 innings. Especially in this ballpark if he was at Chase Field. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Chase Field grades out as, as, you know, like a little bit pitcher friendly at this point. But yeah, I don't know if I see Sonny Gray being able to only give up eight home runs again. But yeah. In this climate? In this dry climate, in this economy, in this economy, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he'll do that again. But um, throws a lot of pitches. He does have a big arsenal. Of pitches. He throws six different pitches. Yeah, uh, I guess he's a little bit Merrill Kelly esque in that sense. He throws a four seamer, a sweeper, a curveball, sinker, cool. cutter, changeup. Yeah, it, you know he's good and very cool just very because cool. he throws a sweeper. You throw a sweeper, you're very cool. And there's some legitimacy here uh, in that regard because uh, his sweeper is one of the best in the game. Uh, his sweeper had a plus 19 run value on baseball savant this year run value is basically just this this baseball savant stat that just gives you credit every time something good happens when you throw a pitch so it's on a pitch by pitch basis and his sweeper was by far his most valuable pitch in 2023 and it also had a 41.3 percent whiff rate which is very very good that is like an elite level whiff rate for an out pitch and opposing hitters hit 097 against it with a 118 slugging percentage so his sweeper was was borderline unhittable this past year. A really big reason why he was as good as he was. I mean, his fastball average is about ninety three. He's not he's not blowing guys away. I don't know if any of his other pitches would be viewed as like a plus plus pitch or anything like that. But he just kind of knows how to pitch. I mean, yeah. Sonny Gray's been in this league for a long time. Uh, he's had some ups and downs, but you know, by and large, he's had a really good major league <laughs> career. And in twenty twenty three, he appeared to be. Still very much at the top of his game. Well, his uh, baseball savant page is is kind of pretty, right? Yeah, it's like it's like kind of pretty, but like maybe not as pretty as you would expect uh, if we if we take a look. Um, his expected ERA was three point six nine, so quite a bit higher than his actual ERA of two seven nine. And a lot of the other the a lot of the other numbers are kind of in the middle. Uh, his, his chase rate was 44th percentile. His his overall whiff rate, I mentioned the sweeper, but his overall whiff rate was 48th percentile. Uh, his strikeout percentage was just a little above average at 24.3%. So, yeah, he's one of those guys where it, it's like a little hard to look at this and think like sub three ERA for, for the next four seasons. I'm not sure that's what I would expect. But, uh, you know, even with some regression, like with how good he was in 2023, he can afford to regress a little bit and still be one of the better pitchers in the game. Uh, Nick in the chat summoned Robert Beshens, who says he taught Sonny Gray the football slider, which maybe the <laughs> football slider is actually the sweeper. Maybe those two are the same. <laughs> maybe, pitch. yeah. Maybe would... we've just been confusing them this whole time. But um, it's like I, uh, saying Bloody Mary. It is. Yeah. It's like you looking into the mirror. Slider and yeah. <laughs> Robert Beshens just shows up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, how did Sonny Gray get it done, though? I mean, is this one of those cases where this is a crafty vet, and even though those baseball savant numbers don't jump off the page at you, it was more about his ability, especially with that ground ball percentage rate being so so high, yeah. such, so such a stark contrast to the rest of his numbers. Is it just about getting guys out, and and is that a good fit with this Diamondbacks team that, like you said earlier, is really good defensively, and now is adding a pretty damn good defensive third baseman to their roster? There's just so much pitchability with with Sonny Gray. Like I, I think I've always, I've, I think I've always wow. struggled to understand how Sonny Gray was so good. Like even going back to his his earliest days in the league, sure. Because he's never been the kind of guy whose stuff is so off the charts good that like it screams number one or number two starter. And like I said earlier, he's had his ups and downs. I mean, he had a four nine zero ERA in in twenty eighteen. Uh, you know, he had an ERA over four just a couple years back in in twenty twenty one. But 
he's been pretty consistent overall. And again, I don't know if I view him as like a number one starter, like top three Cy Young finisher that he was this season uh, in the future. But I mean, if you if you bring Sonny Gray in to be your number three starter behind Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, that's one of the better rotations in the National League. One of the better rotations in all of baseball, I think, yeah. if the D-backs were able to pull that off. And again, the fact that this Suarez deal didn't cost the Diamondbacks any prospect capital, really. They're still very well equipped to trade for a starting pitcher. And it's only costing them about, you know, $11 million in, in 2024. They still have some money to spend. As we said the other day, they have... Um, entering the offseason, they had about $100 million on the books, including Madison Bumgarner. Mentioned that that Gambo uh, over on Arizona Sports said that he wouldn't be surprised if the D-backs finished uh, or started the 2024 season with a payroll over 150. Let's go. Theoretically, that's maybe $50 million to spend, and yeah. you've only spent about $10 million of it. it. It does, on paper, leave room for a guy like Sonny Gray. And, of course, the thing about this team is that the Diamondbacks kind of have different time frames, right? And I mean, I you guys aren't going to like this once again, but we know there's the Zach. You're going to talk about the Texas Rangers being the World Series champion. I will not do that today. Gonna, I will not. I will <laughs> not both, go out of your I will way not to talk about Zach Gallon's time frame on this team and the and the Texas Rangers being the current World Series champions. Uh, but you are going to talk about Zach Gallon. Well, what I'm saying is that that's your team. first that's your first timeline, right? Is that not your first timeline? And I'm not trying to say Merrill Kelly isn't going to be with the team longer than that, but Merrill Kelly's timeline isn't very long itself, based on his age and how many years he has left in the league. So I feel like there is different timelines here and the diamondbacks do have the ability right now to add guys like Suarez add maybe a sunny gray and have that fit this shorter timeline that the window is open. Now they saw their abilities to make a run in the postseason, and they, they can add to this team and improve it. And hopefully get back to the postseason multiple years. And part of that would be maybe some shorter-term yeah. deals like a three-year deal with Sonny Gray, like this one-year deal with Suarez, and that can be enough to, you know, at least get them to that next timeline, which is this younger generation of players, uh, which we are going to talk about tomorrow in regards to what this Diamondbacks lineup is going to look like in 2027, uh, which, why not? That's a fun thing to do on Thanksgiving. But, uh, again, there's just a lot of things uh, to like about this. Uh, I think someone gave a super chat. Can we roll back up to that? Because it was a good question. Uh, Bees asks, is this show <laughs> anti or pro Bellinger? There's no in between, Derek. There is Pick no your in side. between. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> anti what, Belling, what Bellinger is going to cost, but I'm pro Bellinger coming back to the Diamondbacks. I just think that's not the Diamondbacks right now need to build on what they currently have and not kind of reconstruct. And I don't think that that's a need. I would much rather see them spend that money elsewhere. But yeah. I'm not against Cody Bellinger coming to the Diamondbacks. I think that's an amazing story. Yeah. I think he's an incredible player. And I think that he he really uh, has a lot of value. He's worth the money some team's going to pay him. But uh, I just don't think... That's where I... That's where you don't I think so? Yeah. No. Few baseball players are worth the kind of money that Cody Bellinger is going to get, right? Like, it's hard to justify yeah. sometimes paying as much money as some of these guys at the S tier in, in free agency are going to get, including even, you know, Shohei Otani, right? So yeah. it, it's hard to spend that much money on anybody and see if they, you know, actually can contribute back to the team that value. But I just uh, think it makes no sense for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, frankly. it does. It really like, does. like if you add Cody Bellinger to the D backs and, and you know, money was a non factor, like, sure, it's great. I mean, the, he would make the team better. I'm not saying he would make the team worse, but it doesn't make any sense on paper. Number one, Cody Bellinger bats left-handed. The D backs don't really need more left-handed hitters right now. Uh, number two, his two primary positions, oddly enough, are center field and first base. We, we center got, field, you've already got Alec got Thomas. That doesn't really make sense to yeah. have Alec Thomas somewhere else. He would not be nearly as valuable a player if you put him in, in right field or left field. Christian Walker is already your first baseman, right? You ain't moving him anywhere. And and like if you were the D-backs and you were actually willing to fork over this kind of money, you a million times out of a million would do it for a starting pitcher, not for a center fielder, first baseman who doesn't, who hits from the wrong side of the plate compared to what you need. You're absolutely and right. And there's also the You're fact that I, right. I'm not totally sure that the way that Cody Bellinger broke out in 2023 is fully sustainable. I think he had a great year. I think he took some big steps forward, but yeah, of all the free agents who are going to make a lot of money this off season, 
I, if I were in a front office, I would, I would have someone else give Cody Bellinger the two hundred million dollars. At least we're Diamondbacks. Yeah, and yeah. especially given the Diamondbacks' needs and whatnot, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know if we address this, but Suarez is also a right-handed bat, so that's something the Diamondbacks very much needed, which is another reason why he's such a perfect fit for this team. But yeah, uh, if you want to talk about perfect fits. Maybe we could talk about some of these shirts we have in the phnxlocker.com because they are all a perfect fit. Uh, and you can go get yours right now. We got a very special Black Friday sale coming up that you guys absolutely cannot miss out on. So make sure. We're to, twinning right now with our PHNX We are shirts, twinning, we? and that's the reason why I left my uh, sweatshirt on is so that I am never dressed the same as Jesse Friedman because I have a reputation to, to uphold is basically what I'm trying to say. And I'm not. Throwing shade at Jesse in any way when it comes to that, but maybe I actually am. So uh, go out, get yourself a PHNX Locker uh, shirt, phnxlocker.com shirt. Uh, you can also get yourself the Die Hard membership, which will get you a shirt for free. But check this out. Black Friday, up to 90% off. And when you spend $75, you will get a $15 gift card. What are we even doing here? We're giving this stuff away practically for free. Go out there and get yourself fitted in some of the finest merch you can find. Support uh, the PHNX family over here. Get yourself looking good. Get some presents for your family members. Uh, Get yourself hooked up today over at the phnxlocker.com. And again, if you're not a diehard member, join us today. Get that diehard membership. You'll get 20% off all future purchases. So make sure uh, to get that. I'm not sure if the diehard membership stacks on top of the, the discounts but i think it does so get your 90 percent off with another 20 percent off that sounds like you might be getting paid to get shirts i don't know i'm not gonna you're gonna get an absurdly good deal you're gonna get a really good deal whatever it is that's exactly what it is uh you gotta love thrifty deals like the suarez trade here almost no one on the market is worth a massive commitment for the d-backs right now says two bmc uh completely agree with that and if you also love thrifty deals again get down on that black friday deal from us here at phnx locker that was a great transition to BMC. You and Jesse right now, just with the assist, with the alley-oops. Uh, <laughs> also, check out our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook. Of course, if you want to have more fun watching sports, especially football, college football, college basketball, all that right now. You can also get your future bets on MLB and so much more uh, through their Sportsbook mobile application. And if you use our code of PHNX right now and sign up, you will get $200 in instant uh, in bonus bets instantly, regardless of your wager, of uh, outcome of your wager, simply for for betting $10 at a standard odds price on a qualifying bet. Just go to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or their website at BetMGM.com and sign up with our code of PHNX. Deposit $10 into your newly created account or more and then place that $10 bet or more on a standard odds price bet. Once you have placed a qualifying bet, you'll receive $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. And of course, Great way to get down on some money. Uh, single game, uh, same game parlays, single game parlays, same game parlays. Uh, they are the best way for you to make some money. Of course, uh, do what I do. Go with the safe bets, but add some uh, legs on there. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Uh, and of course, uh, you can you can you can keep it on the safe side and make yourself some money. Who do, don't let anybody tell you how to use uh, the the same game parlay option over there. You do you uh, on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. Uh, but again, sign up and use our code of PHNX. Place your first sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least ten dollars. You will receive two hundred dollars instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane, who is actually here in the office right now, talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Colorado, DC, Illinois. Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 Shane is not happy about this trade. Yeah, she. Yeah, Shane's a Mariners fan, and he is very much. He came in here, he stomped around, and he said something about why do you keep stealing all of our players? Uh, there were some tears in his eyes. He slammed the door, <laughs> and I think last I saw, he was he was just in a fetal position. My like his desk. introduction to the trade was just hearing Shane go what <laughs> <laughs> just across the entire office. Now, granted, Shane. Shane's prediction, I believe, around this time last year was that Kyle Lewis would come to the Diamondbacks and hit 40 homers and like, uh, get MVP that. votes or something. And that didn't exactly did happen. Not go so back. It didn't go that way. It really if didn't. Shane is concerned from a Mariners perspective, it doesn't necessarily mean it's disastrous from a Mariners perspective. But yeah, if you're a Mariners fan, I don't really know how you talk yourself into being excited about this. 
right? I, I I told you earlier, you can come down here and get game time and get tickets uh, and watch a game and become a Diamondbacks fan. There you go. But if you come down here, you could stay at Gila River Resorts and Casinos and have yourself a great time. Uh, and maybe maybe you'll ignore the fact that your team is falling apart and has become, uh, as our friend Aaron said, oops, all utility players that's the way the network sometimes <laughs> but uh gila river resorts casinos is a great place for you to stay if you do come to town or if you are here in town and need uh, a little staycation away uh they offer an authentic and immersive experience and of course uh, they have a casino floor where you will be high rolling fine dining lounging poolside living large kiss stealing wheeling dealing son of a gun over at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Uh, their state-of-the-art gaming floor has over 800 slot machines. Uh, I'm a big uh, Lotus Lotus Flower guy myself. 15 blackjack tables, live game tables. I like of Buffalo. Course, the Arizona, you're a big Buffalo guy? Yeah. I, know, I, I know. lost so much yeah. money up on Buffalo and Vegas. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> but you know what? If you, if you stick with your machine... It's going to pay off eventually, right? I should have so done it at Gila River. You should have done it at Gila River because uh, they also have Arizona's largest casino sports book. And I know Damon is a huge sports book guy. There's nothing more exhilarating than having an actual paper ticket in your hand. I know that the, the I know that the you know sports book applications are good, but there's just something about having that little ticket in your hand. They also have some amazing places to eat over there, including uh, Prime A, Shula's Steakhouse, and more. And you can also just chill by the pool and eat and drink and have a great time. So you do you at Gila River resorts and casinos visit play at gila.com for more details well we have of course a lot of free agents still to take a look at especially when it comes to starting pitching and not a lot of time because as you saw yesterday kyle gibson got picked up by the st louis cardinals we made this trade today for for our third baseman and uh time is running out so the diamondbacks uh, still have a lot of options out there before they do sign and of course one that we brought up was somebody that uh Fage, aka Jacob was a big fan of and that's Shota Imanaga and uh, Shota Imanaga is a 30 year old Japanese lefty uh, he is likely to be posted sometime over this fun Thanksgiving holiday weekend between yeah. now and Monday right yeah according to MLB.com's Mark Feinzen I think he he tweeted that out earlier so yeah we already know that the uh, the clock for Yamamoto has already begun uh, we talked about it yesterday. January 4th is when uh, Yamamoto has to sign by. Uh, there's a 45-day posting or 45-day window where teams can negotiate uh, with these players. And uh, there's also a posting fee, which I guess is something that we should mention that applies to both Yamamoto and Imanaga. Uh, teams that sign these guys will not just have to pay the value of the contract. They will also have to pay a fee on top of that, um, which for Yamamoto will probably be Pretty pretty decent t chunk of change, uh, maybe north of twenty five million uh, for Imanaga, maybe more like ten to fifteen million, something like that. But yeah, he's a uh, he's a he's an interesting he's an interesting arm. If we look at uh, Imanaga's numbers uh, in the NPB in twenty twenty three, pretty good stuff across the board. Of course, this is not in the majors, and there's this big question of how it's going to translate uh, over to the big leagues, but. Uh, 280 ERA in 148 innings, a 1.05 whip, 29.2% strikeout rate, which is very good, and a 4% walk rate, which is also very good. Um, and uh, I guess the one knock on Imanaga is he does allow a few more homers than maybe you'd expect. In, in Japan, certainly home runs are not uh, not as commonplace as they are in the majors. So allowing 17 homers in 148 innings, he's a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher, a little bit more prone to that. But overall, uh, pretty good numbers here and, and certainly would not have the price tag that Yamamoto would. 4% walks is, is that's a crazy low percentage. Yeah, the major league average is a little over 8%. So 4% is about half the major league average walk rate. Just pretty impressive. And he's also not a very big dude. Any concerns no. when it comes to like his durability or even playing against, I guess, you know, the likes of some of these gigantic men playing Major League Baseball? Yamamoto is also not a very big dude. Um, so I, I I guess maybe if you feel okay about Yamamoto, you'd, you'd sort of feel okay about Imanaga as well. But yeah, he's listed at 5'10", 176 pounds on baseball reference that's almost identical to what Corbin Carroll is listed at actually <laughs> Corbin Carroll is 5'10 165 yeah, I think yeah. on baseball <laughs> reference um but yeah I mean if you look like across the majors right now you want to take a guess at how many left-handed starters there are in baseball or that there were in 2023 who were 5'10 or shorter 
three? There is one. Wow. And his name is eluding me, but it's a it's a guy whose name you might not recognize who pitched for the Angels and had like an ADRA. Um, <laughs> That's not great. That's yeah. not a great start. There are some some very accomplished right-handed starters who are uh, who are not particularly tall, right? Marcus Stroman, Sonny Gray, who we sure. just talked about. Fair enough. But yeah, there's not there's not really like we haven't really seen a whole lot of this. Like lefties who who are a little bit undersized having success in the big leagues. It's one of the bigger questions facing D-backs prospect Yumin Lin, who yeah. sort of also falls uh, into this category. But yeah, I mean, you look at at the uh, you know his numbers that he had in in 2023 and. They're certainly not the same as what uh, Yamamoto posted in the NPB, but they're also like not quite as different as maybe you'd expect. If we take a look at those numbers side by side, Yamamoto had a way better ERA than Imanaga in 2023, 1-2-1 in the NPB compared to 2-8-0, a 0.88 whip, certainly much better than Imanaga's 1.21 whip, but I think that's supposed to be 1.05. Um, so not quite as big of a gap there. But if you look at if you look at the strikeout rate and the walk rate, Imanaga actually had a higher strikeout rate than Yamamoto, 29.2% to 26.6%, and a slightly lower walk rate, 4% for Imanaga compared to 4.4% for Yamamoto. So you look at those numbers and like that's pretty compelling. Strikeout and walk rates are at least a pretty big part of how I like to evaluate pitchers and the fact that Imanaga has a higher strikeout rate and a lower walk rate, or at least he did in 2023, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Maybe the difference between these two guys isn't quite as big as I think, you know, what the most public perceives yeah. right now. Yeah. But meanwhile, Yamamoto most likely will receive a much bigger, most, much more lucrative contract. Yeah. Than, than way Imanaga. More. And Imanaga could be that guy that fits into this Diamondbacks rotation in a great way. There are some things that point in the direction of him not signing with this team including, uh, I think, not a rumor, but word that basically he would like to sign with a team with other Japanese players, which is completely understandable based on, you know, making yourself comfortable yeah. around a clubhouse and, and kind of, you know, kind of converting to the Major League Baseball lifestyle. Nothing that nothing the D-backs have currently, yeah. unless Scott McGuff, who pitched in the NPB, counts. But Scott I'm, McGuff I'm, absolutely counts. I'm, he absolutely counts. <laughs> maybe maybe Scott McGuff <laughs> does have some Japanese ancestry, but I'm, I'm not I, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, uh, MLB trade rumors predict five years, eighty five million. Yeah, which for a thirty year old, uh, that's not terrible, especially if he can put up those kind of numbers that we just took a look at. Yeah, a very similar contract to what uh, Kodai Senga got from the Mets last year. Five years, $75 million there. Obviously, that deal has worked out tremendously well yes, it has. Uh, for the New yes, York Mets. <laughs> uh, tremendously well. Yeah. I can't really emphasize that enough. Uh, Senga, if you're curious, last year in the NPB had a 1.94 ERA. So somewhere in between Yamamoto and Imanaga. Almost an identical whip. Yeah, a very similar whip to Imanaga at 1.06, but he actually had a lower strikeout rate than Imanaga in the NPB, 27.5% last year for Senga in the NPB. And he had a a walk rate that was about twice as high uh, or double that of both Imanaga and Yamamoto at 8.6%. So, yeah, I mean, compare, like, I don't think that Senga and Imanaga should be viewed as being on two completely different planets or anything. Sure. It sounds like they're probably going to get a roughly similar investment from a team. Um, and yeah, there, I mean, I don't know if I would expect Imanaga to, to get Cy Young votes like, like Kodai Senga did, but I think there's some, some solid evidence here that he's not just like a number five starter, number four starter, which I feel like is a lot of what I initially heard about Imanaga, especially compared to Yamamoto. Uh, KW3135 solved the problem easy. So we'll just sign Imanaga and then sign Yam- Yamamoto. Simple. It's that simple. Yeah, there just we go. Sign both of them. Yeah, then you yeah. would have. Then, then they're both have here a, together. Yeah, you'd have a and Japanese player, yeah, that's, Yamamoto, yeah. Oh man, that's it. That's <laughs> it. We're done. But uh, the, we do know that the Diamondbacks have at least solved uh, their third baseman problem, which is a great thing to have, especially considering that we're not even in the winter meetings yet, and the Diamondbacks could still have more trades on the horizon, and especially more money. Uh, to to spend here in free agency. But we do have a clip here before we go of Mike Hazen commenting on bringing Eugenio Suarez over. And I know you were uh, uh, in this uh, media availability. Yeah, this was this was Mike's initial comments on on why the Diamondbacks made this move. It's no. as a 15 minute video. 
It just, it, oh. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have that, but I doubt we will. Uh, do you want to give us a synopsis then of what he had to say? I don't remember all the words off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he basically just said that the Diamondbacks have been platooning at third base for a long time. This is clearly a yes. position where they needed some stability and a Eugenio Suarez solves that yes. right uh the numbers don't you know that this isn't this isn't quite matt chapman this isn't you know even offensively this isn't maybe uh jamer candelario uh but you know the total package what you're getting defensively he was very uh very good there in 2023 as we talked about earlier his offensive numbers when you consider that he was playing in one of the more pitcher friendly environments in all of baseball were better than they look uh, he hit. He had 96 RBI. He was a solid run producer. He also, I, I guess, I'm going on my own tangent here. These are Go not ahead. things yeah, that Mike Davis said. He's just but I do want to point out now. that uh, Eugenio Suarez was especially good with runners in scoring position uh, for the Mariners in 2023. If I have these numbers uh, in front of me somewhere, uh, he hit 277, 376, 405 with runners in scoring position. That's a 122 WRC+. plus. So he basically was at his best with runners in scoring position. Uh, I think he hit 339 as well in high leverage situations, according to fan graphs. That's pretty good. Um, so he, you know, he came through in, in a lot of the big situations as well. But yeah, Mike also in that initial comment talked about um, you know, just how, how big he'll be for the clubhouse as we talked about earlier and mm-hmm. how the D-backs are losing a lot there and, and he helps them get some of that back. A. Juanio Suarez is a big, it fills a lot of the needs they had, a lot of the problems they had with third base. When you look at everything he does well, yeah. there there are some things that obviously aren't great. And in some cases, you're, you're not going to get that from anybody at, at third base that you potentially bring over. We took a lot, a look at some of the other free agent options. They weren't great. Matt Chapman kind of stood out like above the rest and and he even he seemed like he had some shortcomings that made it potentially not worth the money that he was going to get here. Yeah. The idea here is that you're getting a guy that was solid as far as consistency as far as durability, a guy that I mean honestly, he played so much that that could be a reason why you see his, you know, his numbers the way they are. I have a I have a feeling that there's there's no way Suarez plays 162 games in a Tori Lavolo starting lineup. They're just, it won't happen. <laughs> He's going to have to literally fight Tori Lavolo to play 162 games. <laughs> That's so, probably true. You know, yeah. <laughs> so just as far as not needing to play that often, that could definitely help him just as far as, you know, getting some rest in the way that Lavolo manages the team. But, um, you know, again, this is exciting as far as the Diamondbacks uh, filling, you know, again, crossing off those those needs on the shopping list that they had this offseason. Uh, and right now they got a big one for for very little as far as what they ended up having to give up in the trade, at least as far as pieces that were valuable pieces to this organization, pieces that helped them get to the playoffs in the playoffs. And again, that's not to take anything away from Sebi Zavala, because like you said, yeah, in his short time with the Diamondbacks, yeah, he, he was incredible. Pretty epic seven games for <laughs> really, Zavala in a D-back he, he, also really, he also was a relief pitcher, one of our best yeah. relief pitchers <laughs> on our staff. So let's not forget that. But I will I will say real quick about Zavala. Uh, I think Zavala was slated to be a fairly important part of the D-backs catching depth uh, going into the 2024 season. Uh, the fact that the D-backs are trading him away very much means that the D-backs will have to find probably another external option to help from a catching standpoint. Obviously, Gabby Moreno is your frontline catcher. There's no questions there. Uh, but yeah, when Mike was asked earlier today about uh, who he sees kind of competing for that backup catching role and providing that depth for the D-backs. He said Jose Herrera, of course, as well as honestly an external option. So I, I would expect the D-backs to go mm. out and try to find mm. uh, a catcher to maybe replace mm. Sebi Zavala, add a little bit more depth at that position. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we know they're not done yet, so keep it locked right here and we will have more no matter if we are in the middle of eating turkey, we will break away for an emergency podcast. You hear Mike that, Hazen, Damon? Mike Hazen did. That? He did promise today to in this session with the media that he would not make a trade between now and tomorrow. He said that he has a lot of cooking to do. What a, what a decent. See, we told you these are decent guys. Look. Do you want an organization that doesn't care about your turkey that you had to brine or cook or deep fry? <laughs> no, you want a, a GM that cares this much about your happiness on Thanksgiving. Do you remember? We though, should all be thankful for that. Do you remember last year when, like, every Friday, like every Friday evening, 
the Diamondbacks made like a trade. It was right signing. after we wrapped this show, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it was like pretty, three three p.m., four p.m. Right, yeah, right. So Good he, stuff. so Mike might not have a whole lot of regard for our Friday nights, no. but he does want us to be able or to spend the show. His press with our conference family. was at one p.m. It's like he specifically <laughs> that's, forgot that's when fair. our show yeah, was that's on. That's fair. He needs to, uh, he needs to work around our schedule. He a really more, does. But he really at least does. we're expecting to have Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving to ourselves. So, yeah, that's uh, well, we're thankful for that. Um, do we have it now, Damon? <laughs> what do we got? Do we have the clip from the press conference? Yeah, I think so. Why let's not? Let's get try. it in there let's, before let's we go. Do it. Why not? We have been looking for an everyday third baseman. Uh, we feel like this is a guy that adds a power element, good defender, um, everyday player at a position that, as you know, we've been platooning for a few years now. I think it adds a little stability to that spot. Um, and an incredible clubhouse guy. Obviously, we lost some of our really um, good clubhouse guys to this point um, after the season via free agency, um, and we feel like he's going to step in into into part of step into that role. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, th- this is somebody we've liked for a long time, and we feel like it's a it's a natural fit given what our team's looking for. Couldn't agree more, Mike. Couldn't agree more. Um, Well, that's all we got for you guys. Of course, uh, first of all, make sure that if you need any last-minute Thanksgiving Day options for your family get-together, you stop at Circle K because – you might not be able to get a turkey or green beans or whatever, right? But <laughs> they just the, sold their last Thanksgiving just, turkey. Yeah, darn it. Uh, you're out of luck. But you could grab a whole bunch of hot dogs from the roller or whatever you need over at Circle K. Uh, it's America's Thirst Stop. So bring a bunch of Polar Pops for everybody in the family. I don't know. Uh, I feel but, like they, Circle K is where you go before Thanksgiving to like kind of tide yourself over a little bit. That's a great call. Because you call. can't, like that's a great people call. say you should just fast entirely until the Thanksgiving that. meal, which I think is just absurd. You, have you don't to know when it's going to be. The they're they're going to tell you three o'clock, which is oh, a crazy time to eat You're not going to eat at three o'clock. You're not eating at three o'clock. The turkey's going in the oven at three o'clock is what they mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So get some taquitos or some chips or something in you over at Circle K. Uh, of course, uh, you can get down on their Inner Circle membership program and you will save money on all those snacks and all that delicious stuff they'll send you coupons for stuff for free you'll get a buy five get a sixth one free on a selection of circle k snacks including those ice cold fountain drinks pizza and so much more you can also save 25 cents off per gallon if you are going on on the road to wherever you're going for thanksgiving so make sure to stop by circle k and sign up for that inner circle program for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply participating locations visit circlek.com for details And of course, with Black Friday right here, right now, we know that it's time to get good gifts. And there is no better gift than giving your your loved ones the gifts of of eyewear and making sure that you're caring for their eyes with Shady Ray sunglasses. You can get down on their Black Friday deal right now. You get yourself a pair of sunglasses, get one for your loved ones. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with also shopping for yourself during this time of the year because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Uh, they are backed by their lost and broken replacement plan, which says if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. I've tested this policy, and I can confirm that it is that good. It's that easy. Uh, Jesse definitely wanted me to be shamed more by the company for losing my sunglasses, Naturally. but they did not. Uh, they did not agree with Jesse. They did not shame me at all. They sent me out a brand new pair. No questions asks, uh, asked. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair. Get your money back within 30 days. Again, no risk at all when you shop, whether it's online or at their location here in town at Kierland Commons. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Mark says you need to shower in cranberry. Interesting. Is that canned cranberry or cranberry sauce? Derek? It is absolutely canned cranberry. <laughs> I uh, saw some act, like I don't us. think I fully understood what you were talking about the other day, but a whole bunch of people were sent like sending pictures to mm-hmm. help me understand. Yes, it looks awful. I have seen it before. I do know what you're talking about, where you, t- you take it out of the can mm-hmm. and then you cut it up into slices and, and everything. And the slices, it's a it's a predetermined slice based on the little the little little shape of oh, the can. Oh, it's a predetermined slice. Yeah, that's okay. Because the like the like the Yeah, and then you know the proper slice to slice it. I don't need. It looks positively disgusting. You are too old for me to be telling you about cranberry sauce for the first time. I mean, it's not better than homemade, but like it's still solid. I had 
the most ridiculous piece of pizza yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was I a, saw you, I think you gobbler, posted that on Twitter. Had right? turkey, had mashed potatoes on it, which were exquisite, had stuffing, and had a little drizzle of cranberry sauce. And Jesse, let me tell you, I was reluctant. I was hesitant. I would go back and eat this pizza today and every day through Christmas. That's how good it was. That doesn't That's how even good it was. sound like pizza at that uh, point. It sounds pretty good. It's amazing. It's amazing, Damon. We'll, we'll go get slices together. What part of it was actually pizza? Uh, it was on dough. There was cheese. There was a sausage okay. pizza. What okay. is pizza? What is pizza really at the end of the day? It's sausage, cheese, and then it's whatever the hell it just you sort monsters want to like put a, on it with your hot pineapple. It sounded like a like a piece of bread with like basically Thanksgiving dinner on top. That's also but that if there too. if there was cheese yeah. and okay, I, I yeah. could I could sort of see how it could still be considered pizza. Yeah. Um, ban Max from our chat because Max is here telling me no free ads. He's gone. Gone Max. Goodbye. Gone. Banned from the chat. <laughs> from the channel. Yeah, he's banned from the chat. No what? more of that. Ban him from the chat forever. I don't ever want to see him from here. the channel permanently. Did I even say where to pick up the pizza? No, I just said this pizza existed. Did I not give away? <laughs> ad i've gotten good at this max how dare you say i'm giving away free ads but anyway uh we thank you guys for stopping by we hope you all have a wonderful thanksgiving we will in fact be back uh tomorrow allegedly we're not actually going to be here we're just going to be no, here we're, just pull, we're just pulling we're the curtain pulling back, the back. That, huh? yeah we're just re-recording right after we do this show but we will be here with you on thanksgiving and i got to give it uh to our our guy go back we got a super chat that i didn't address i think damon if you don't mind our guy haas thank you haas he says are we getting an emergency food coma uh pod tomorrow i will be working and we'll need entertainment we got you my guy we will be back here at 1 p.m so make sure to join us uh we're gonna make comparisons of diamondbacks players the who would bring what at thanksgiving i know we got to do that for sure yeah, but. If, if you need uh you know if there's some family drama and you're not really feeling the like yeah. thanksgiving meal around the table tune thing, out and join us then yeah or you know you could do like the one headphone thing where you just like have our show in your move. pocket that's a good just, move. you know that's a good move kind of be half in yeah, half out I, I i dig it but uh <laughs> appreciate you guys of course you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman uh the people's producer damon he is at damon dog that's d-a-w-g we are damon's dogs arf arf bark bark why Sorry. do you, why do you always like... have to be difficult god uh <laughs> but our show is at phnx underscore dbacks and all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much for your time we appreciate you stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when you don't let people bully you into pronouncing it ejuanio suarez